0: Welcome to Accelerating Your Dental Practice, a podcast with free expert advice to accelerate your practice's efficiency, growth, and profit. Here's your hosts, dental management consultants and friends, Malika and Michelle. Welcome back to another episode of Accelerate Your Dental Practice. Malika and I today have a a great episode for you on something that we both feel like every office needs to work on every single day. And yeah. that topic is communication.
1: It's like the number one challenge every office has. So we thought this is the perfect one to chat about.
0: <laughs> right. And you think like, hey, we're, we're talking all day long or we're messaging people all day long. But I think what what is most important is like is it clear, are people understanding what we're communicating and is there like an understanding and follow through? So, so I think I wanna start off with, you know, because there's there's different people that we're communicating with all day long. And I think one thing that's important is how we communicate with our patients.
1: Huge, huge. Cause like, I always say a it's like a pipeline from the time the phone rings or the way they maybe do online appointment scheduling. Is it being done properly? Is it communicated properly? Of what they want? What is their say chief concern? Are they coming as a new patient for, you know, hygiene? Are they coming because they have pain? Because the last thing you guys want is that a patient wants to come for pain and you try to get them in the hygiene chair and then the patient gets turned off by that. So that pipeline of communication from, you know, the great thing right now is that we have this technology of online scheduling, which I love. I think it's great. But I also think it's important that those new patients that do online scheduling do get a phone call from you guys from the office that has a follow because that's a part of the communication. So the patient knows that oh, you guys actually do exist, that, oh, this lovely girl on the phone was so kind to make sure that my appointment was exactly what I needed because that's more retention of the patient actually showing up to that new patient appointment and honestly making sure that patients with the right provider and in the right column.
0: Exactly. And for me, uh, one thing that I think is really important, especially with new patients, is is setting the, the expectations from that very first phone call. And one of those expectations is we're going to be sending you a link to, to fill out some paperwork. It is extremely important that you fill that out and get it back to us at least 48 hours before your appointment so we can expedite the check-in process, right? There's nothing worse than patients showing up at your office with nothing filled out you have no insurance information, they haven't filled out the paperwork. Now you got to give them an iPad or you send it to their phone. And now you're taking that patient late. Yeah. So that is a big, big expectation. And I I don't know about you, Malika, but I have a lot of offices now that they're setting that expectation. And then they're calling the patients about three days before the appointment, if they haven't received the paperwork and they're letting them know, if we don't receive that paperwork by a certain time, we're going to have to to cancel your appointment. Yeah. And I and I
1: actually promote this a lot. I'm like, you, you guys need to ask for what you need. Don't be afraid. Communicate it. Um, set the bar from the beginning. Because if you say it's okay, they'll just show up. We'll figure it out when they show up. Well, what if it's information, for example, especially if you're a, a provider that is in that with insurances, and there's a plan that you just are not a number with, but the patient failed to give you that information up front. So now the patient's sitting in your waiting room. You have to now have this hard conversation with this patient and say, we're not in, we don't take your plan because there's no out of network benefits, let's say. And now this patient's pissed off and he or she probably doesn't want to come in or be seen because supposedly he or she found you guys on their insurance website. So the reason for coming to your practice wasn't because their neighbor told you that them about you. It was because they found you on an insurance website. So here we are now and then can't see them because they're refusing to be seen. And then this causes whole this whole domino effect of challenges in the waiting room in front of other patients, stressing you and potentially giving you a bad review. Because I had this just recently happen with a new patient, they didn't even make it to the chair, but because they failed to fill out their paperwork and they had an insurance plan that had no out-of-network benefits, they ended up literally going in their car and running writing a one-star review. for. So as you said perfectly, it's like set that boundary. Those paperwork should be done. If they're not, it's okay. Reschedule them. You mm-hmm. know, say, I'm happy to see you when your paperwork is ready so that we can set you for success on your day of your appointment. And because there's so many, like you go to a medical office, I can't get seen unless my paperwork is completed.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And then there's the people that fill out the paperwork, but leave the insurance section blank. But like, oh, I have insurance. I just don't know what it is. And for, for me, in that case, like I would communicate clearly over the phone, like it's important that we get this information. But if they're standing right in front of you, like because we're unable to verify your benefits. We're going to ask for you to pay in full for this visit, and when we get reimbursed by the insurance company, we're happy to issue you a refund. There has to be some accountability because there's no, yeah. no crystal ball. There's no magical database for us to just say, "Hey, Malika has this for insurance," and we just know it. Like it, yeah. it's a lot of work for the for the team. So, Absolutely. I think that's the that communication and expectation for the the new patient filling out paperwork is important.
1: Absolutely. Huh. And you said it like they have to say it on the phone. Don't be afraid to say it. I think that there's a lot of fear of if I say it, I might lose that patient. But if you communicate it properly and then you, you got everybody has these great systems now, you can text the patient after they schedule, have that verbiage again in writing. Cause you know, there's, there's data that shows that people will understand or it will register in their mind when you say things three times or repeat it three times. So if you're telling it on the phone, then you're doing a follow-up text or email, and then you text them again before the three-day mark or two-day mark, depending on what the policy in your office is, you have done your part of communicating to that patient. If that patient fails to follow through, it is the ball's in their court. It is on them, not on you.
0: Exactly. The other thing that I love to communicate (laughs) that we should all be communicating, and I feel like we don't communicate it enough, is the practice's cancellation protocol. And I feel like so we say like, yep, it's part of our financial policy. They they sign it, they should know it, or I have a big sign in the office so that they see we require 48 hours notice for a cancellation. But if you are not verbally telling a patient every single time you schedule an appointment, they're going to think it doesn't apply to them. It's super easy to say whether they're on the phone or standing in front of you. Malika, we're looking forward to seeing you on Tuesday, October 3rd at three o'clock. If you need to make a change to this appointment, please give us 48 hours notice so we can reappoint you quickly. Give this time to another patient in need of an appointment. And most importantly, avoid a cancellation fee. Just make it part of your conversation because People say all the time, I didn't know. I didn't know that they were. I would be charged. I didn't know I had to give you 48 hours notice. Yeah. And, I say, and I, I'm i sure,
1: uh, Michelle, you, you, this is going on in your offices too. I would say the first time, obviously you can say, you know, mention on the phone, Mrs. Jones, um, just a, a reminder that we do have a canceling po- cancellation policy. That's X, Y, and Z. Since this is the first time this is happening, we will go ahead and not charge you this time. But please know that moving forward our policies X, repeat it again. And I say, honestly, I don't know, this is my recommendation and and I feel like it works is that I have my offices put it on the patient's account or ledger. It says, you know, no show and then a courtesy. And I have them mail that statement to the patient's home, highlight it. Why? Because it just reminds the patient that we're keeping track of it. And it was really $75 or whatever the fee is, $50. Everybody has a different fee for it. It's like, oh, wow, they really did give me a courtesy. It was just not someone just singing on the phone and hanging up and forgetting and not remembering that it was me. So that the next time they want to call and do that, they can think twice. Are they really sick? Are they really stuck in a meeting? And I've heard from my office that I've implemented this is that the patient will just say, just charge me. I'm okay with it. Charge me. Because then you have set that structure in your practice for your patients to respect your time which is great.
0: Yes, yes. The other part of this that I'm not sure many offices have a written protocol for, and this needs to be communicated, is late patients. Mm. They're a big disruption. And you have patients that like don't value your time and just will show up. Or if you call them five minutes into the appointment, they're like, I'm right around the corner and it's still 20 minutes before they come in. So you need to have a clear policy on late patients. And and it can be 10 minutes. You know, if the patient is more than 10 minutes late, we're not going to be able to see them. Or if the patient is more than 10 minutes late, we're happy to ha- bring them back and do something, but we're not going to be able to do everything because you have other confirmed appointments after them.
1: Yeah. It's not fair to the patient that's on time or early while you're asking your hygienist now to do a full mouth x-rays, go ahead and do the prophy I'll do the exam. And the patient was already 20 minutes into their appointment. And, and they're gonna said, know. Yeah, and you said a really. I just I joke all the time and say when they say we're five minutes, I'm running five minutes late. They're really fifteen minutes. Right. it's just the it- fact. I do it myself. If I'm late, I feel bad. I'm like,
0: I'm only five minutes away, but my navigation's saying like 14 minutes. <laughs> and so I would say I would take that a step further because yeah, we've all done that and we've all heard that, yes. but I would say, Oh, you know, you're five minutes away. Okay. It's 1040 right now. So if, if you're any later than 1045, we're not going to be able to see you. Yes. And now instead of saying like, okay, five minutes, now we're giving them a time. Like if you're going to be later than ten forty-five, um, uh, unfortunately we're not going to be able to see you for that appointment.
1: And what I'm sure, you, um, you guys, listeners, will experience this: is that, then the patient's like, you know what? Then let me reschedule because then they know really they're just not worth them driving any further, right? Because they're really not going to make it in time.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of an overview of like patient communication. There's, it could be a whole day about talking yeah. about how, <laughs> how to talk to your patients. The the one, like next thing kind of incorporates the patient, but it is about like communicating amongst you as a team. And that has a lot to do with like the patient handoff.
1: Yes, yeah, huge.
0: There's certain things that should be relayed right from team member to team member, but but also to the patient to ensure a proper patient handoff.
1: Right, right,
0: absolutely, and I think
1: because what happens is that the patient. I always say you guys are on stage at all time, so they're listening too. So if there's a disconnect between you guys' communication internally, the patient also gets a little bit of like a of a concern, like okay, do they know what I need? Am I do I need to do that? Should I should I agree? Because then that disconnect between the communication between you guys, providers, assistants, front desk, all of that will make that hesitation in the patient. I've heard this before. Like I'll have a friend tell me like, I'm looking for a new dentist because I feel like when I go to my dentist, the way the hygienist talks to the doctor, they just don't know what I need. And it makes me nervous. Do you have somebody that just, is? I'm on someone confident because that lack of maybe poor communication or not, you know, disconnect in your communication, really that patient feels that energy. And then they're questioning if they need to do that or not. So that's so important
0: it is and and i kind of use some guidelines of you need to not just think about yourself and I, and i don't want that to come off wrong right, but right. i feel like we we need to also think about like what does the next person in line what does the next team member need in order to properly do their job so if we think about it from you know the the patient calling to schedule an appointment right we need to know like we need to ask questions, especially if it's an emergency, right? We're going to triage that patient to find out how long they've been in pain. What is actually bothering them? Is it a front tooth? Is it a back tooth? Is it like, what are the symptoms? Like we want to do that. So whoever is seeing them clinically one knows what to set up for, but two can now say to the patient, you know, oh, I see that you're coming in because that tooth on the upper right has been bothering you, you know, for a couple of days now and it's kept you up and you've been taking Advil, like it's candy. So like, yeah. can you tell me a little bit more about that instead of saying, so why are you here today? And in their head, they're thinking like, I gave this, all this information to the person on the phone.
1: So sure. Yeah. You nailed it. It's like, and I hear even
0: on the phone, sometimes you put someone
1: on hold and the next person answers the phone because you're triaging into the billing person. They're like, I'm, do I have to repeat myself again? You know, that those patients, there's those patients that will get really annoyed. It's like, okay, did you hand off the information to the right person correctly before that? like, how can I help you? I was like, Oh my God, I have to repeat everything all over again.
0: <laughs> it's frustrating to the yeah. patient. The, the same thing should happen. Between the doctor and the hygienist, if there's an exam happening, right? The doctor shouldn't walk in and be like, hey, who do I have here? What's going on? It should be more along the lines of like, hey, doctor, I have Michelle in the chair today. Uh, You know, she's here for her six-month visit. And, you know, she's been doing a great job with her brushing and flossing. She does have one area of concern, you know, on the upper right. There's an old crown over there or something. Like, it should be that, that right. handoff between the right. doctor and the hygienist.
1: Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that and a lot of that, not to go kind of get a little bit off rail, is like comes to that morning huddle, you know, being able to communicate all that stuff in the huddle so that you set your team and yourself for success for the day. Because then those things are communicated up front. Yes, there's things, curveballs that come in throughout your conversations, throughout seeing patients from hygiene to restorative, but that huddle also will Make sure that if there's concerns or questions about a patient's previous appointment or the appointment they're having to kind of bring that up so that when that handoff is happening, there's less disconnect in that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Now, here's a, a thing that's open for debate. <laughs> and I would love to hear like even, you know, from our listeners, if they want to comment once this gets uh once this gets posted, is communication throughout the office. How do we do it? Do we use headsets? Do we use, you know, messaging through like our software that just pops up? Do we have walkie talkies? Like what is the best way to communicate? Because the last thing we want is somebody yelling down the hallway (laughs) or from operatory to operatory or like a front office person or an assistant. Like we don't want to be running back and forth all the time to get like the information. One, it should be given to us before we move on to the next thing. But there are times that like a curveball comes up, something happens that we need to ask, what is the the method that we use? And, you know, I love the headsets, but I know a lot of offices don't like having that thing in their ear all day and hearing the chatter yeah. that's going on. So I'm curious to to see like, what works well for offices?
1: Yeah, because that's a hot topic I get a lot. It's like, you know, for example, doctors don't like when a hygienist is hovering over them and then it's saying and honestly like I tell them like don't say out loud I'm ready in chair four (laughs) because the patient in that chair that's being seen by the doctor is like oh now she's rushing to get or I'm not getting as much attention or that feeling is not going to be perfect because like they're hearing that so I definitely think that that causes a little bit of you know friction and tension so we definitely don't want to scream like you said down the hallway or we don't want to go on top of the doctor and say yeah I'm too ready in chair for our doc we're 10 minutes into the next appointment like I've heard these things when I've observed before which is a big no-no but as you said like what is it the walkie and I know I have offices that it works well for them and they love the walkie-talkies and I have offices that can't stand them and they're like this is like someone's constantly yelling in my ear I hate it I can't do it yeah Um. I have an office that uses big wooden clip clips which is really cool and they put it when they're ready for an exam on and, and every hygienist has their own color so they go into the opportunity and just put it there i have ones that use the like the medical offices where they put the tabs up on the yep. i mean i've seen all kinds of things but as you said i'm curious to see what works for you guys because this is definitely a big topic that everybody's trying to navigate what is that ideal way to internally communicate in the office
0: and a little bit off topic but i'm very curious malika when it comes to the hygienist calling the doctor for the exam there's debate on at what point during that appointment should they call Mm. for the exam because i know a lot of hygienists will call for the exam when they're done with everything, right? And then okay. that now they're at the end of the appointment. And if the doctor can't step away right away, it's it's running into the next appointment, and it frustrates the the hygienist. But also, I know some doctors that said, like, well, you called me in before you even started scaling. So like, this person is still a mess. Like, what am I looking at? So True. what's the happy medium there?
1: Yeah, because everybody has their own preferences. I have offices where the exam, especially for new patients and is on the uh, doctor's schedule. So the doctor knows that in between patients, these are his, his or her new patient exams. So they get an hour with the hygienist and then they get another 30 minutes with the doctor. So that, and obviously that that comes with the luxury of having enough chairs to do that. I also understand <laughs> that there's some offices just cannot do that, you know, so it really depends on the dynamic. Yeah, it's a good one too. Yes, I hear <laughs> that a lot.
0: <laughs> it is. It's, and it's been coming up a lot lately yes. with, with offices and wanting, you know, some guidance on that because I think everybody's so busy, right? We're trying to accommodate all, all of our patients and then like offices are getting a lot of new patients. And when you have right. multiple new patients, like how, how do you just navigate that so that you're, right. you're not shortchanging anybody.
1: Right, right. Very true.
0: And then the final piece of this is like a leadership conversation or how does the doctor, the owner of the practice communicate with the the team for expectations, but also letting them know like, hey, you're doing a good job.
1: Yeah. And I I don't know if you get this. Um, Number one thing team members tell me that day one from their, their leaders or doctors is just a simple thank you. Really, they just want to be acknowledged. You know, like thanks for the thanks for today. See you tomorrow. You know, a lot of times it's like there's no communication, so staff members don't know if they're doing okay. So I think it's really important, and I know everybody's so busy, and you know, everybody's like or so focused in the clinic that we don't get a minute to especially connect with our front desk team. That's really where I see the biggest problem. Is like. They just, and I I have clients that joke and say, I just don't want to even go up there. It scares me. I don't know anything about it. I don't <laughs> want to go up there. And I understand. I get it. But I think just going, like, when do you have a downtime and there's no patients in the waiting room? How is it going? Great job, by the way, on scheduling the day. Today's very productive. The week looks great. Just a little bit of that communication gives an understanding to your team members of what they're doing And if there's any tweaking that needs to be done, because if you don't communicate it and then you end up with a monthly or quarterly meeting and you just dump it all, then it becomes really overwhelming. And also there's no moments of teaching because if you show it at the moment or after a patient leaves and saying, do you see how that patient came at this time, but I ran behind, I really need to can't have these types of patient or this kind of treatment. Like those are communication, leadership communication that needs to be done for that connection to happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, I hear from team members a lot, especially like as the practice starts to get busier and you have an office manager and that person's kind of like taking charge of everything. They'll say like, I don't know anything about my doctor. He never talks to me. She never talks to me. Like she's always so busy that she never like meets one-on-one or she knows nothing about me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important, you know, because for many of the practices, like you're still a small business and people like that, like you, you, they like that connection. You don't have to know everything and you don't have to right. go into great detail, but they do appreciate that little, you know, you know, Hey, like, you know, I hope thing everything's going well with you. Like heard that, you know, yeah. your kid went off to school or something like hope that right. that's going right. well for you. Like little right. things like that go a long way with the team members, right. because right. remember <laughs> in these dental offices, like you work very closely with each other but also you're there a lot right we spend more time with our our dental family than we sometimes do with our our real family so
1: true it's so true and that that bond and
0: connection some of them the team members end up hanging out
1: outside the office which is awesome but i think and i get it some of my doctors will say i just don't want to get too involved you know i want there should be boundaries and i'm i'm not against it. i think that's really important but as you said i think it's important to know a little bit about each team member to have that connection because I'm sure you guys have, all of you have something in common. You know, if it could be a sport, it could be, a, you know, it could be a favorite ice cream flavor. I mean, it could be so many things. A show you guys watch all on Netflix, but that also is that connection and that communication that you do when you guys are not just all talking dentistry all day long at your lunchtime or just us passing by. Because that makes it fun and makes it more enjoyable to work as a team.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And this all kind of ties together, right? So mm-hmm. if we're communicating well with our patients, then they're doing what we need them to do, which makes our jobs more efficient in the office. Yeah. If the patients are well-educated by us on what the expectations are for their appointment, we might have fewer no-shows, or we may have a higher case acceptance right. rate. Right. When, when we're communicating with our team members and handing off properly, like we're not, we're not dropping that baton and we're not losing a patient somewhere along the line that should have been scheduled for something or should have been like reached back out to followed up right. with, and then just, you know, making sure that there is a little bit of a connection. All it takes is a simple thank you
1: Yes, for the team members. Yeah, really just, I mean, think about yourself when you do something and you're, you're at grocery store when the person that's ringing you up says thank you or have a nice day makes a difference you could even be in a really bad mood or just not focused that day but that connection that piece of communication right there makes a difference you remember like if you walk into the car you're like oh she was so sweet you know it's mm-hmm. like those little special touches there that really make a difference and I think really the team that's what they want that's how they thrive is that connection and then that communication
0: yeah so we'll leave you with this. (laughs) Take a look. It's something you can do right away. Like Just take a look at how you're communicating. And is it resonating? Is it resonating with the patients? Are they listening? Are they following through? How is your team? How is the culture in the office? Communication has a big to do with the culture. So take a look at that. These are things that can easily be tweaked. Uh, right away. Absolutely. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you for another great episode and we will talk to you soon.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us on accelerating your dental practice to connect with Malika and Michelle visit czardentalconsulting.com and affinitymanagement.co and learn how they can help you accelerate your practice even further.